What's up, guys? Welcome to the Flow Cast for episode 92. If we sound kind of rushed, we have a banger of an episode, so we got to get through everything today. Did I mention it was episode 92? Of course I did. But before we get into all the cool stuff we got going on today, my man Scott Steckley, how are you doing, my guy? Same old, same old, bro. I'm doing great playing Pokemon, working every day. You know, trying to make it through, uh, grinding, uh, trying to get ready for indie still. Um, I keep hearing from everybody, so I don't feel alone in this, but uh, it seems like nobody knows what the to play test right now, right? We're all play testing like 18 decks instead of focusing on one, so uh, that's fun. But uh, uh, I don't know about everyone. I'm not doing that. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, that's, I mean, you got to. You gotta. I think you just got a head start to focus on on a couple of decks, good or bad. You're just like I'm gonna play these three. That's <laughs> I'm just it. like fuck it, run it. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, my man? Oh, uh, dude, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I uh, had a very good weekend, actually. Real quick, I've just we're about to talk about the movies. I gotta uh, mention, but first, Happy Easter, everyone. Belated. That's fine. I just got done watching the Demon Slayer movie, bro. I know I'm oh, yeah. hella late. But fuck, <laughs> I I logged in and you were like, how you doing, my man? My face was puffy and I was like, how do you record the pod after that? Like, how do you find the motivation to just do anything? I, I would not have pinned that face for just watch the Demon Slayer movie. I would have pinned it for like maybe saw the Titanic, you know, like <sighs> your favorite pet lizard died that I didn't know you had, you know, not. Not I watched the anime bro, movie. I just watched an anime movie, bro, and I just uh, <laughs> I was like, "Ha!" If you guys are into Demon Slayer, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you don't know, it's all on Funimation. Go get your 7.99 subscription a month. It's pretty good. No free ads. Uh, other than that, and still on movies, I went and saw Sonic Two with my son. The return of the mustache, so you know. Shit, yeah, shit was banging, bro. Oh my god, it was so good. I I don't have a lot of expectations when it comes to Sonic movies. I just want them to go fast and cool action scenes. But and we that's got. What it was. I mean, it was that, and then there was a little bit more. So I was pretty happy. Tails and Knuckles were awesome. Like, it was good. I can't remember what website it was, but I was reading through reviews uh, about the movie that I went to see, and I stumbled across a Sonic like review that said something along the lines of, this is everything Fast and the Furious should have been, and I died laughing at that. <laughs> <laughs> it was fast. I don't know about Furious, but it was definitely fast. It was a fast movie. It was good. My son was like, we got done with the movie, and... When you take your kid to see a movie, it's not about how you felt about the movie. It's about how he felt, or she, if you take your daughter, how they felt about the movie. And he was like, Dad, oh my God, that was the best movie I have ever seen. And I was like, what? Yeah, it was pretty damn good. It was yeah, better than the good. first one. <laughs> and as That's I said, I had the extra credit scene. How long until I can leak what that is? uh i mean give me until at least like midway through this week because i'm probably gonna go see it sometime all right uh, uh okay if you know anything about sonic it's not surprising but i mean it was cool so <laughs> it was pretty good it was a good movie anyway we're not here as a movie review podcast what we do 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 <laughs> do do 
what we do on this pod is talk about the Pokemon trading card game. Amongst other things, but... Yeah, like, you know, movies. Pokemon VGC. I mean... Oh, yeah, there, speaking there of... Was it, a, there was a four-episode run where I swore we were a Pokemon Unite podcast, oh, and then we, we just were. both stopped playing. And then a new set came out and got us back on track, and then IRL events were announced, and then... And Azuma, then now I don't Azuma even know Rose where... And Unite. And speaking of VGC, this past weekend you had to do your IC challenge thing, three battles to get Shining Galarian Moltres. I got it. Oh. I got it. Is it still open? I'd like a no, no, Shining Galarian no, Moltres. No, no, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think you missed all three of them. <laughs> Bro, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not even sure if Sword and Shield is still loaded on my Switch. I think I got to like... I think I archived it. That's how long it's been. <laughs> it's all good, man. It's all good. But we're here to talk about Pokemon. And speaking of Pokemon, Friday was our local tournament. Saturday was as well, but I was at the movies with my kid. So I played on Friday, and so did Scott. Scott, how, let's ask you first. How did you do in that tournament? Uh, well, first, uh, let me just give a quick shout out to Pokey Collect. Right, um, we had 23 players on Friday, which is insane for our locals. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I played uh, RCS and Teleon just straight, none of the like weakness box additions, no text, no anything. I just went straight consistency, let's do this, and uh, ended up going 5 0. Um, is that good? Uh, yeah, yeah, that oh, means okay. that I didn't lose at all. Oh, um, yeah, so no, shocker. but it was a shocker. <laughs> <laughs> no, so like, while you know, in these coming up weeks, right, I'm gonna treat locals as if they're just play testing because seeing different decks is very good. You know, I can play test against the same three decks and think I got a banger of a deck, and then somebody throws, you know, Hirayama at me or something like that. And I don't <laughs> know what to do, <laughs> so. In addition to my normal playtesting, these tournaments are going to be treated for that. And um, so I took this deck, and uh, I will tell you that people say it's the best deck or whatever. I don't know if that's true or not. I mean, it has a lot of answers, but I can 100% guarantee you that the deck feels terrible to play. Um, That's crazy to me, bro. (laughs) But I don't think it's exclusive to that deck. I think it's like every deck right now feels like you're one oops away from just handing your opponent oh yeah you did you did say that like you would get done with a match and be like yeah i don't know if i actually won that game or if i just like sneezed and came to for a second because i don't know what the fuck was going on until like i needed a boss ko something (laughs) yeah it was it was i mean i think the worst part about it for me is the deck has no like one shot abilities against v maxes or anything for that matter right so if you get behind you're just cooked um but we ended up taking it and we beat two jolteons and malamars or two jolteons and a malamar right which is i think good because those seems like the worst really good well to to beat those like that's pretty good you didn't play manaphy or anything nope no manaphy Uh, i played the dunsparce didn't play it down one time during the whole tournament so uh, even when I was facing against Urshifu, I didn't need it, but that's just because I drew hot and he did not. So 
you know, I'm not going to claim that that matchup is easy without Dunsparce because you probably need it. I just didn't need it for this particular match. But um, yeah, no, it's it's crazy. I don't think the Malamar matchup is as bad as I thought it was going in. No, it's uh, not. You just, have to, you just have to set it up right. And then uh, the Jolteon matchup just feels like somebody has to misplay. If you both play a perfect game, I think it's whoever takes the first KO or whoever has doesn't miss the heal, you know, um, unless somebody misplays. So it does feel really nice to have to be three-shotted, though. So Yeah, it gives like, you Sharon's care time, and you only need the abilities once. Yeah, <laughs> like, so. you, need, you need just your V-Star power, and then you don't worry about Path to the Peak so, too much. Yeah, so um, uh, it, but it was good though. It, it's still a scary matchup because they can. It's terrifying. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's a frightening. Matchup. Or if you prize your pal pad and don't hit it off the first set of prizes you get, then then you lose the game too. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, it, it was good. It was a great, great little tournament. Um, I did much better than I thought it was going to, so that was nice. And then winning a hundred dollars in store credit was also fantastic, right? So. How'd you do? Oh, I I went four and one. <laughs> I, I got third place. Uh, I think the guy you beat was the guy who beat me. Um, for, to secure your first place, and I think he got second. That would make sense if I got yeah. third. So, y'all were both four and zero oh at the last table. Yeah, yeah. So I got I played. All right. So story time. I'm at work. Good Friday, and our boy Aaron Rucker calls me, and we get to shooting the shit for a few hours. And we decide, I'm not going to leak the list, even though it's hot garbage, but we decide leading up into this tournament that we should bring Urshipolt back and build it like Robin's deck. <laughs> and I was driving down ready to do that. I hand Trevor uh, at Poke Collect a list of the cards I need to build the deck, and he didn't get them to me in time for the tournament to start, and I ended up playing Mew VMAX, thank God. But it was not an easy time. Let me tell you something. Mew is great. Best deck in the format, maybe, uh, but it's up there. It's well-respected. People knows what it does. But what they don't know is what to do when you have three of your fusion strike energies prized in one game. Awful. Absolutely feel bad moment. I was about ready to crumble. But double turbo energy is still a good energy attachment. And Echoing Horn is an insane card against Arceus Duraludon. Absolutely. Or anything. Or anything, actually. When you need two prizes, there it is. It's good. Uh... Or you don't know what to do when you have two Fusion Strike Energies and two Genesex prized. That's fine. Double Turbo Energy is still a great energy attachment. And Echoing Horn is still an insane card. It's really good. But I think the most frustrating game out of all of it was I was playing against a Salamence VMAX uh, Mancino player. Yeah. I know. Right? Crazy. Um we get the we get the echoing horn off right, and all I need is boss to win, and we whiff boss. But before the earlier, I got to talk about earlier. We throw four power tablets down and knock out a Salamence Vmax to find Elisa Sparkle. We draw into the Fusion Strike energies instead. Nice, cool. So back to the boss play. 
we draw all three of our Elisa Sparkles because I never got to use them. I never drew into them as of all the times I shuffled into the deck. I kept drawing my power tablets and then I draw the Fusion Strike energies. Never got the Elisa Sparkles. So now we're down to two cards. All he has to do to beat me is evolve his Salamence VMAX on the bench and he whiffs it. That's how we won that game. But Mew can be like that sometimes. Like, yeah. it's not even your personal proper sequencing. It's the deck has to self-sequence itself. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could just be stuck with absolute shit. And I've been preaching that about Mew VMAX for... Since I've literally left the pod, like, mid-sentence, I w got up and walked out because I was so frustrated at Mew VMAX. But it does that. It's still my comfort pick for Indy. And, I mean, we got four one thirty dollars $30 in store credit. Not a big deal. Um, and so I guess the Flow TK boys went a collective 9-1 and one at the tournament. Pretty good. Say I will so say, uh, you know, you, you like to say Mew is a wagon, right? So it's to right kind there. of piggyback, it's right there on the back of your wall. To <laughs> piggyback on that, you know, you could be a wagon and still be missing your wagon wheels. So sometimes it'd be like that. Sometimes you're just stuck. Sometimes you're a still wagon. A wagon. <laughs> sometimes the wagon falls off the tracks. Sometimes the horse just, you know, loses the hitch. <laughs> it happens. All right. Sometimes <laughs> the best teams get upset in the playoffs. It happens. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But um, yeah, unless you're the Lightning, then you just win. Um, oh. I do need to talk about we something. Got, in the we got two right? more weeks until we get to hockey, bro. By the way, Rangers are nasty. I'm just yeah, saying. they they're they're pretty good. But all right, so I do need to talk about this because somebody pulled a combo that I had not previously thought about, and I've been playing around with it since then. So I think it was like round two or three or whatever Friday. I go against a Whimsicott player, right? Well, I was not aware that he was a Whimsicott player until like turn three. Uh, and the reasoning is, is because the man started playing down Shadow Riders, right? So I'm like, oh, he's playing Shadow Rider. No, this dude was playing Shadow Rider as a superb draw engine because he was playing Skater Park. So he was Whimsicott V, uh, the one that you can't play Special Energy, which is a tough matchup for RCS2. But um, he was playing Whimsicott V, and he was just using the uh, Distortion Door, whatever it is, draw engine. And what he would do is he'd just retreat you know, take all the energy, put it back in his hand, draw more cards, and then heal, and then go back up and swing again. Huh. It was insane. The dude drew, like, nine cards a turn, at least, and I was like, all right, you're going to deck out before you win this game if I don't <laughs> beat you naturally. But... <laughs> I never but even was... heard, I've never even heard of Skater Park. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that was yeah. a card. Yeah, it's pretty sick. I, I like I've read it, but I never thought of any implications. And then this kid's like, yeah, you know, just three Shadow Riders on the bench. I could draw six every turn. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you can. Fantastic. My, my man, Hunger Games. <laughs> my man said, welcome to <laughs> Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> uh, or, or no, welcome to the Pokemon TCG Pro Skater. Oh, Pro Skater. Underworld just... Door. Underworld Door. <laughs> Skate out. Oh, got him. Hit him with the, I don't know, an Ollie. Um, Is that a thing? <laughs> I, I don't know. Hit him with the Fluffball Fantastic. Rail, whatever that, whatever the, that. The rail grind, bro. The whimsy grind. You know what I'm saying? The I don't side, even know, bro. My man. Front side whimsy grind. My man was cooking, so. That's pretty good. Pretty good uh, tournament results. Um, 
Also, we have to announce that at the time of this recording, it is Monday, the 18th. You're right. We, ha we have to say that because we usually we would bring up late night series results. Hadn't even started yet. Okay. Yeah, I was actually looking, you know, like stereotypical. <laughs> I open up results and I'm like, where's late night? It's not here. No, um, we, we talked about last week's. I was about, I was even about to go into my last week's tournament report and just realize yeah uh i already did that so did you play saturday or no i did oh how'd that go um, i went three two um i lost to the man the myth the legend justin bean himself round one because i don't read cards uh, i played ice rider um so i didn't realize that ice rider v max's attack you can choose to discard one energy i thought you had to discard both so i didn't discard an energy and i'm was not able to Melanie the next turn uh, to see more cards. So I ended up just dead handing myself. Uh, so he ended up beating me um, for much other reasons than that. But I completely took myself out of the game for that. So he played it like a champ. I played it like a chump. Um, and then I lost the last round against Jolteon because um, I went four turns without seeing an energy. So uh, there was four in the deck and three capacious buckets left. And uh, I didn't see a single one. So um that felt felt well, great. Welcome to Pokemon. Yeah. By the way, that <laughs> happens. It does. Um. But yeah. So I went three two. Uh, ended up getting, like, yeah. I think it paid out to the top five, and I got six. So. That oh. Felt <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that's fine, dog. You got like a hundred in store credit the day before. Spread yeah. the wealth. Oh, all right. Actually, so fun fun story about that. Before we keep going, um. I needed the new Lucario's just in case. So I went in and I, I bought a box and then um, Trevor was like, I'll buy a box too. And we'll just like open them and see who wins. Right. So we both bought the box set uh, and then I bought the singles from him. But as I'm opening my packs, I pull a full art Charizard V and I'm like, Oh, how much is this worth? And he's like, you just paid for your box. And I was like, sweet. So then basically got a free Lucario special edition box. And then out of my partition pa participation pack, uh, I got like an Altart Luminian. Bro, that was uh, so, so funny that you pulled that Altart because I think the week before I pulled one too. Nice. <laughs> but like, yeah, basically I walked in and made like 180 in store credit all together or something like that. That's crazy, bro. Well, Stupid. Had a weekend. See, I don't get to hold store credit like you because I have to bring my kids and they like burn through my store credit and snacks. and On candy bars. Bro. Yeah, I've never duh. seen somebody eat 60 candy bars in one second. I'm like, he's kids man they're killing me <laughs> i just want to buy some cards and they're like i want a snickers and i'm like oh my god i don't think either one of your kids sound like that i probably don't but hey i did get the dark cry thing from you it's right here right yeah. here yeah yeah but that's cool anyway on the more important thing speaking of friday there was a massive thing in the pokemon community happening that lasted seven minutes it was the jersey regional registration uh seven minute extravaganza scott did you get in i got in you uh, got in like 16th or something yeah let's go i was on it i told my opponent we're in the middle of a tournament i'm like we're gonna have to wait um <laughs> yeah. i told that was right after i lost to jolteon i told him i was like thank you and he was like I've never been thanked for getting beat. I was like, I needed this game to end by 6.55. I appreciate it. So, so, Jersey registration, as I said, ended 
it's capped out. I don't know if they're going to be able to, if they're going to try and add more spots or not. I mean, they'll probably try, but I don't know if they're going to be able to. Because the way Top Cut was sounding before it started was that their hands are tied on this situation. And as of right now, we have 639 registered TCG Masters. Now, the big stink about all of this, besides the fact that it lasted... Well, hold on. Oh. Clarification, that's 639 registered TCG players, not Masters. Oh, that's all that's of total. them? Yeah, that's total. Oh, I thought that was... Mm -mm. Oh. Okay, 639 TCG players. TCG. So probably 500 or give or take 30 or 40 masters. Yeah. I think that's right. Anyway, so I think the big stink about this, other than the fact that it la the registration process lasted seven minutes, which that was the big argument with uh, EUIC, right? If there was a pre-announcement beforehand, it would have sold out in seconds. Yeah. And But it didn't. Because there wasn't one, so it lasted about an hour or so. Um, and the other big stink about this is the fact that VGC got absolutely fucked. <laughs> oh, only 131. It was capped at 131 people for their. Oh, side. so there's VGC players that didn't get in. A lot. <laughs> wow. Yeah, they got absolutely fucked. Now. I hate the the narrative of like some sweaty TCG player gets you know got to register, but I didn't, even though it was fair game. Like across, I know they were there was individual slots for each one, but the time to register was fair game for everyone, right? Like right. there were spots allocated for VGC, but it was only a hundred and thirty one. But let's, I don't know. If, I so I don't think that's how they did it with that low of registration. That's what, that's like, what RK9 Labs said they did. Is it? Because yeah. like it would make more sense to me just to allocate the total amount for both and then basically they just open registration for both and then whenever it fills up, that's the number you got, right? But I, I, I think if you do it that way though, I think you're not going to have any VGC players. That's I, true. I think they're going to get ran out the building. Like It just seems like an odd number. What is it, 131? Yeah. Yeah, why would you have an odd number of allotted slots? I don't know. I I don't I don't know why they did why that how they figured out what the slots are going to be or whatnot. But every single regionals, even when there's no cap, every single one is eighty percent Yeah, eighty percent TCG masters. Like I understand the stink that a lot of VGC players, and I think the number is way too low for them. But the if you would have raised that, if you would have made it equal, like it was nine sixty cap across everything. That was what right. the number was. If you just split Staff that in, and everything like yeah. that. So if you just split that in half, cut about twenty ten ten twenty percent. I don't know how much is staff. Um, you're gonna have like three hundred TCG masters, bro, <laughs> and there's thousands, literally thousands. And like this is the only way for TCG to compete is at regionals. Like right. the IC that happened this past weekend for uh VGC, that was you could get CP from that from your own home. We can't do that. Nope. So it's like I I hate that narrative. They're like, oh, TCG's the golden boy of no, we're not. We don't get the numbers like y'all do on the on uh Twitch. 
on VGC gets on Twitch and stuff like that. Sword and Shield pops off harder than we do all the time. But I we mean, just... online. But we pop off like if you don't have a cap, we still have more players showing up to play the TCG. Exactly. We'd have. And if you're an event organizer trying to make money, you're going to allot us more slots, period, because we have more people. And plus vendors and stuff cater to the TCG because you got to buy your cards in there and that's money in the bag too. So like, I, I, I understand the frustration, but it's not the player's fault. None of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we all wanted to register just as much as you did or they did. And well, this is what happens. I'm sorry, but we should have known that this was going to happen. Matter of fact, we did know this was going to happen weeks ago so it is what it is if you missed out it sucks but that's the nature of what we're living in right now um and then other news on uh uh but, 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 but registration is that indy increased their cap <laughs> from i told you it was going to happen from 1800 didn't, to 3000 <laughs> didn't i tell you that that was going to happen i looked at the venue i think i might have said it even in the youtube video i made like i looked at the venue i saw where we were uh, or i got told where we were so yeah like once you saw that we were in the hall and i saw that it looks like from the map it looks like one of those you know, dividers that just slides across or whatever. I was like, oh yeah, if this thing caps out too quick, they'll just rent out the other space and call it a day. So, and it looks like that's probably exactly what happened. Bro, it's one of them sliders. Like you got to find the dungeon so you can like open up the dungeon a little bit more. So you got to find the switch. And actually the switch was located behind the big Pikachu statue in Seattle. Whoa. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It, was it wasn't behind the poster in the game corner? No, no. It oh. was behind the P- Pikachu statue in Seattle. I, I'm, I, I'm just saying, I know it's crazy, <laughs> but, like, I, I had a guy. Uh, I, hired, I hired a gun to go search for the Switch, and it was a golden Switch, right? Like a Nintendo Switch, not like a Switch <laughs> you press down. Um, he had to go through a bunch of hard levels. Elden Ring is actually what he was looking for and then in Elden Ring he reached <laughs> that point of the temple in Legends of Arceus where you have to you know go through those Regigigas statues yeah. and you always forget like the third one out of the sequence yeah but and he then, had to do it in real life while playing Elden Ring so and then he that. he played the Azura flute he met God on Easter <laughs> and now we increase the to 3000 you're welcome I, I, it was a small day's work. My guy handled it. Uh, I had nothing to do with it, but as super awesome, he should be, we should be singing songs about this adventurer for days. Matter of fact, he's had many pictures taken and we got to put them on play mats. So you got to go to inkgaming.com to get that done, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all thought I was going for Death Wish Coffee first. I did not. Today is Inked Gaming Day because you can get all your custom stuff you need. Regionals are popping off. EUIC is next or this week. So if you're trying to get some uh, custom playmats for EUIC, you're going to have to wait. I'm sorry. Like, there's nothing you can do about that. (laughs) Yeah, they got to be made first and... You missed your opportunity, but Indy's coming soon. 
So if you guys got some custom stuff you want done, like dice, dice bags, deck boxes, card sleeves that you can't use at Pokemon tournaments, but you can use them anywhere else. Uh, mouse pads, play mats, you name it. They got it. Go help our boys and girls over at inkedgaming.com. Get you some sick merch and you can help us out using our affiliate link down below. In the show notes. In the show notes. Because this isn't a video. Oh, this part ain't a video, but you know what yeah. is a video? What's that? This metaphorcast we got for you guys. We got a banger going on here in just a second. Before we get to that, though, I want to tell you guys about Dylan Larkin. I'm just playing. I'm just talking shit. I'm just talking shit. We're actually just going to go ahead and throw it over to that, that metaphorcast real quick. I'm not even going to tell you guys who it is. You'll know. You'll see it in the title. Man, there's a tournament tonight. Two-pack entry, bro. I don't have any codes right now. Like, this bro. is terrible. Yo, what's up, bro, man? Bro, why don't you just go to ptcgostore.com? What, what's that? Ah, oh, it's only the best place to buy codes online right now. You haven't heard of it? Uh, nah, 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 nah. Oh, I've bro, never, you I've gotta go on it. there. You gotta go on there, bro. And guess what? You can get a discount. Oh, I can get a discount, dog? Oh, is it? Is it like that promo code thing? Like, I yeah. think I heard, like, FlowTcast, F-L-O-W-T-K-A-S-T. You can enter yeah, it there? Yeah, 100%. 100%, oh. enter it in the promo code spot, and you get 5% off. 5% off. That's insane deal, guys. Check out ptcgostore.com. Enter that code FlowTcast and get your 5% off now. friends and family it is an absolute pleasure to do another one of these meta forecasts this is our second one now scott we didn't mess up the second one so that's good uh we did a first one that went horrible but that was like three years ago so this is like our second official but our first one for euic so we had to bring an absolute legendary cast for this one we have a three-time ic winner a world champion and we also have Tord Reklev and Henry Brand. So that's pretty cool, too. Scott's the legend here. I'm just kidding. Y'all know these okay. two. So uh, Tord Reklev has not been on the pod yet, so he has the honor to introduce himself first. So Tord, welcome to the FloatyCast, my guy. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, as, as you said, my name my name is Tord, and I and I played a long time. So I'm, I'm happy to be here. Happy to be here. <laughs> and Henry Brand, he was on the pod since vietnam long time ago how are you doing my guy i'm going good i'm going good i'm still clinging to the vestige of a three-year title um <laughs> having, a, <laughs> having a great time before i fade into irrelevancy in three months bro you can't do that you're gonna you're gonna win again and then you could be <laughs> like yeah i'm a four-time world champion but i won twice spoil it <laughs> i just before we get started i have one question though do you still use your trophy as a candy dish I know, never used it in the first place like that. Uh, <laughs> as a very fancy cup, maybe. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's still just sitting on your table, though, chilling, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Champion. So as you guys all know, uh, EUIC is literally in a couple of days. Thursday, right? Like Thursday um, American time? Or is it like Thursday night? How does that time zone work? It's on you know, Friday. It's, it, it's Friday. It's Friday. So 
Like it will be it will be night to Friday for you, basically. Like very very early. Oh, okay. All right. American time. So I guess the first question I have to ask is: uh, Is Dragapult actually going to take this event down? <laughs> Come on, David. Come on. Come on, Come man. on. <laughs> Don't bring us on here and ask us about Dragapult. That's, that's Maxlow's... I, I don't know what's wrong with him. I feel <laughs> like he's got a couple screws loose. No, but so, like, let's... The real question, right? So, um, everybody's kind of digging these, you know, Arceus variants, right? Everybody is obviously still thinking Mew's a very good deck. Um you know we know what like the top like decks are what do you think is going to be the deciding factor based on like what the top players play right do you think it's going to be consistency or do you think people start throwing in text to kind of like take it down you can uh, uh, you can go first henry <laughs> wait i was trying to be silent and let you go under the bus first but nah, uh, you go ahead. <laughs> i mean i think ultimately it does depend uh on I guess it, it's weird to say, but it does depend on the type of player you are, because I feel like for once we're at a little bit of a place in, the, in a format where you can play a little bit more situationally than you would in the past. So, for example, like if you, you're playing Arceus versus Mew, like you don't have a really concrete game plan. And I don't think the matchup is like really ever gets favorable for Arceus, but you play with like a bunch of different tools and you put Mew into situations where one game, like, this line might happen, and the next game, this line might happen. And so you're kind of okay playing a little bit, I don't want to say less consistency, but maybe a little bit less linearly than we have in the past few tournaments. Uh, and so something like, I, I wouldn't exactly expect all the top players to same, play the same deck. I thought that it would be like that with Mew at the beginning, but it's unfolded a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. What about you, Tord? Any thoughts on that? Like right now, I feel like uh, the format is actually uh, pretty doable in playing reactive. Like you can you can play uh, more situation based cards. I think like uh, especially in all the intelligences you see it in Arcus and their Shifu, especially uh, with all these like tech cards, right? And um, the the format is definitely less streamlined than before. It was very flowcharty before, I think, but now it's definitely a lot more reactive. Um, like you will you will do very different plays depending on the amount of resources that are down and uh, how uh, how the board state looks. And I, I honestly I really like when the format devolves into more of those type of situations. It's less of uh, it's less of a tempo game. It's if you got more. Uh, like healing in back into the format because now suddenly like resources and grinding games exist a little bit more uh, with especially with Sharon's care and Cheryl um, and stuff like that. So uh, uh, especially, especially like in Italian decks, you still have a lot of decks that are pretty streamlined, right? You, you still have Malamar. Malamar has one attack. You smack big on the active. It gets pretty streamlined then, but. Uh, there are there are options right now in the format that are less streamlined. So like that, that that's why personally I I really like Intelligent decks and also like Mew. Mew is also like very flexible. Um, when I play with Liverpool, uh, you have a bunch of different attackers, bunch of micro decisions. So you also feel like you get to play the game a lot. You know, right. I, I, I just like to play the game and not having to do um, the uh, the flowchart type of games. 
A hundred percent. So, uh, going straight into what are your guys's like, you know, without going into super detail, right. But what are your guys's top five picks? Like what decks are you play testing, uh, to either beat or that you think are going to win the tournament? Um, I, my, my top, top five, there's a lot. Uh, uh we'll Mew, say then. How about that? Yeah. Like Mew, Arcus, and Urshifu, I think. So I can stretch the top four and say Malamar. I'm going to play Malamar too. It's, it's, a, it's a pretty fun deck. Um, but it is also pretty streamlined. So I, I'm not sure if I would bring it to a big tournament myself, but it's, uh, it's definitely like really fun just to play on ladder and like I have have really good success with it. Uh, so I I'm I'm not I'm not sure on it. It just it just feels like a playlist. It's more of a solitaire deck almost. Right. What about you, Henry? Um I think I mean I think the exact same as Twitter. Like those are the three decks that I think are the best. I think Arceus is like a little bit like broad of a term. Um more specifically I personally like just the regular Arceus Intellion variant with water energy at at first because i actually played for brisbane regionals and it was kind of a last minute decision and i hated the deck like with an absolute passion like i, I just <laughs> played the tournament i i started round one and i was like i should be going zero five this deck just does not work at all uh but it's just because the deck's kind of different to like we've been saying everything recently like it doesn't feel slow charty and it feels kind of aw- awkward against Mew because they can run you over with aggression uh, which is why obviously Mew's so good but other than that, I think the deck's quite well-rounded. Um, I Muse a really, really good choice. I don't, per, I wouldn't personally play it. It's not the kind of um, deck that I like. But that Arceus and Talion and Urshifu are, are definitely the three top contenders. So speaking of Mew, Tord, I wanted to ask. You said you played Mew at uh, Liverpool, but you played it with Switch Cups, and then afterwards, I haven't seen much list with Switch Cups. Do you still stand by, like, if you were to play Mew at EUIC, you'd play it with Switch Cups in it? Or do you think going back to the Natalie Millar streamline roots is a better uh, option for the deck? No, no, I, I stand by it 100%. I, I still think it's the way to go. I have no clue why people are not running at least two cups in me. Like, absolutely no idea. It baffles me, honestly. I, I, I just don't get it. But um, I, will, I will continue playing switching cups in me. That's, that's my answer. I can list like 10 reasons if you want to listen. But Yeah, yeah I mean, go uh, ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if you don't play them, right? You draw into fusion energies, that ruins your sparkle. You can't put them out of your deck anymore, right? That's pretty bad. If you don't play them, then you don't have a really good combo with Rotom Phone anymore. So imagine in the early game, you can Rotom Phone, switch and cap, and you can get the card immediately, which could be a quick ball, ultra ball, be a P pass, whatever. And instead of using again, say for one or two cards, which is pretty shit, right? You can use switching cap instead, fill your bench, and then if that was a quick ball, it will be a P-Pass. Suddenly, your gain sec draws like three, four more cards. And I would say that is pretty relevant. You also get to tin your hand for things you don't want to see right then and there, which is usually like boss, maybe max, turn one. Uh, you don't want to discard them, and but you don't um, want to have them in your hand because they close up your hand and you can't really play with them. So with Surging Caps, you get to put those back as well. It's like it tins your hand, preserves your energies, uh, combos really well with Rotten Phone. And also, Path to the Peak is the main uh, way Mew loses as well. And guess what? Switching Caps put Stadiums on top of the deck, so they can't manipulate you. You're guaranteed to draw a Stadium on the following turn. 
So, like, again, I have no idea. It's just, it's one of the best cards in me. I get that. Like, there is a lot of cards you want to commit to in me, right? Like, the Mew has a lot of good options of cards to play, but that is definitely one of the really good options. Uh, so, no, I, I stand by it. I don't get it. I would play at least two of them, I think. I agree 100%. Um, a top four to a 1K, not a big deal, you know. Uh, best player alert. I'm just playing. <laughs> But I played Switch Cups in my list, and then people stopped playing them. And then I saw that you did, and I was like, see? See? I, I, I'm picking up what you're putting down, my man. Like, I love Switch Cups in, in Mew, <laughs> for sure. And another card I really wanted to talk about, not in Mew specifically, obviously, because this doesn't go in Mew, is this is the first big tournament that Lucario V-Star is going to be seeing play, or not, well, be in legal format, play. legal in format. That's right. I don't know if it's going to see play or not. But do you guys actually think that Lucario might make an impact on the format, or is it just not quite there yet? Um, I'm going to quickly just check the numbers on this one. Yeah, what does it actually do? It's, it's, it's actually oh. kind of good. Like it, uh, It's better than at first, uh, at first sight, actually. Like, read it twice. <laughs> um, I'm having a look. Okay, so the V-Star's attack is the main reason I'd say that. Like, the First attack's fine too, um, but the Visa attack is pretty good. Uh, I think it depends what you're using it for. As like a straight Arceus, if you're using it as a fighting type Arceus counter, I think that's really weak because I think that fighting type is not the way to counter Arceus given Dunsparce exists and most Intellion lists should be playing a form of recovery for it anyway. Um, and so I kind of don't like going to that flimsy road because especially in like closed deckless games, if you're playing a thing and you're like, oh, well, I can boss the dance pass and KO it and then sweep with fighting types, uh, it doesn't quite work because if they get the dance pass back, you just lost. Um, I, how have people been trying to play this so far? Uh, it's, it's been all over the place. A lot of people are playing with like Arceus Babarel. A lot of people are trying it like Arceus Inteleon with this thing instead of like the Lycanroc build um like basically any rcs list that has a fighting type they're just throwing this in there instead so like reflate replacing the urshifus um, i haven't seen anybody just say let's just play lucario v-star by itself but um yeah i've it's... seen it a lot in like arceus decks and a lot of the times i've seen it it's been like put a 1-1 lucario v-star and two uh fighting energy in and make it happen so I'm not I'm not sure if that's like in people's like secret uh secret stash for later that they're going to bring out or what but I haven't seen a ton of Lucario but I just wanted to get y'all's opinion uh what do you think Tor do you think it'll uh, be relevant for EUIC or I think I think it will be relevant but it won't be you guys, you guys remember there was a pretty similar situation um before another IC uh we got uh, Lucario uh, GX the <laughs> promo, so another Lucario, pretty funny. It's uh, it's the same situation. We had the same format that we got that card, and that one actually made a big impact on the meta game. Like that tournament was filled with with like Sorak Lucario decks, um, and even some straight Lucario. It was it definitely like made a whole new meta game almost that uh, like that like should have been respected more. I know I definitely didn't respect it enough when going into that tournament. Uh, Thinking more, that was more or less the same format. But it was definitely not when we got that one. Uh, but 
for this Lucario, I, I don't think it makes the same impact. It's uh, not like we got a whole new really good archetype like we did before, but it's a decent tech. Uh, I wouldn't play this one in big numbers. I can never imagine anyone playing more than two two of this in anything, and def definitely not like as it's a lone thing like a straight Lucario. Um, but it's a pretty good splashable card, really. Um, especially uh, in any deck with dry hunt, you can charge it in one go. Um, so it, it threatens pretty big numbers against Arcus. It's uh, like you don't really hit for weakness, but after Arcus attack once and charge something, then you do one shot. Like <laughs> you don't have to hit for weakness then, so you get two free prices against Arcus, and that, that's pretty relevant. That's a pretty big one shot. And um, like Arcus usually don't have triple Arcus immediately, right? So it, it puts it puts up a pretty decent pressure on uh, on the opponent. Like you, you want to charge at least one energy, right? With with Arcus, then you have four energy in place. So even trying to play around it is really awkward. Because um, even if you only put the one, then they won't shot. They, that's four energy times seventy, right? So um, and uh, when you rebench Arcus again later, then a simple boss is enough. Because the first attack, like. It's it's pretty good damage shot, but it, you do enough for three three energy like two attachments. You actually one shot these, right? So right. you have pretty good um, reach on uh, on anything that and you can target them then after. So it shouldn't be too unlikely to play against Narc in the stack and like claim four prizes without weakness with, on, with this card. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. I just worry about it being so weak to Mew, right? So now Meloetta's not even having to hit its full potential in order to one-shot this. They just need two Fusion Strike energy and maybe a regular Psychic or whatever. I mean, obviously this thing is completely blank against Mew and shouldn't <laughs> yeah. be touching the field. I mean, that's that's a given. But like against other things, that's not Mew. It's, it can do something. Yeah, for sure. There's also some like random situations where your opponent... Uh, doesn't care about, or doesn't know what Lucario Beast does, ability does, and like attaches four fusion energy in a double turbo. <laughs> you can maybe get some prize cards. I don't know. I think, like, someone said it's interesting. Like, maybe it could add a bit of um, a dimension to some kind of like Oshifu deck, like at a 1 1. I think that those decks are already so tight anyway that I don't think you need the extra game plan. Um, but having it like exist in the card pool is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And speaking of Urshifu, we got the man who put the deck in the lab and gave it to Robin and them. How do you think that deck stacks up in going into EUIC? I know um, I've heard places say that now that it's like out there, that it's a little bit uh, less as good because you know people can game plan around it as opposed to surprising people. Do you th do you think it's still strong in the format going in, or do you think it needed to be changed up a little bit? Uh, to give it that same surprise factor, maybe going into EUIC. I think it's still strong. Um, again, like I tried to talk about this a little bit before. Like the reason why I didn't play it was because I didn't think it was completely ready. Like it needed more work. So I've been I've been trying to work on it. I'm not still not sure if I have worked enough on it because like there's so much potential in it, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I'm I'm trying to look into it and see if I will be like decently happy with with it. And if I'm not, I'm just not gonna play it. Um, but uh, I think I think the deck is really strong, and also the game plans are so convoluted. So I doubt almost anyone has managed to have some proper testing against it. Because playing that thing and playing against that thing, 
you have two completely different worlds, uh, or like actually you have like forty different worlds, depending on which <laughs> players are are, play, are playing this deck and playing against it. Because there, there's so many lines of play when you have so many one-offs, because you have so many options. It's just uh, it's just so incredible difficult to try to flow chart this deck and try to make game plans here and there. Because there's always something you can do as an answer. Right? That's the, that's a cool thing with reactive decks. Um, so for that deck, I think it's more a type of like consistency thing, like trying to make the deck be able to play the game in the first place or not. And uh, if that works out, then you have a really powerful deck. And uh, if it doesn't, then you will not be able to beat uh, people that doesn't even know how to play against it or what the deck is capable of. But is, I think it's definitely still a really cool deck. I don't think there was like a big fluke that Robin won the tournament oh, there either. Oh no, not at all. It was, it was like, <laughs> it's just, like, it's a really good deck, but um, like it's it's one of those decks that's kind of scale with experience. So um, you would have to have someone at Robin's level to like play it properly for it to actually show its full potential. It's not something you pick up uh, a week or two before the event. Definitely not. For sure. What about yeah, you, I, Henry? Uh, would would if you were going to EUIC, would you body the whole tournament picking up Robin Scholes at sixty? Um, I think it would really depend how I feel it on the day. Uh or maybe the day before. It's the kind of deck where I like went to a winner box a couple of weeks ago and I wanted to play it and I got there in the morning and I felt so tired and I was like if I sleeve this up, I'm gonna lose. Uh, like, like it's just like I just could not even like keep my eyes open. I was like, okay, I'm just play Arceus. But it's it's that kind of thing, right? And you have to be very well prepared on it because it's you need to sequence so fast. I think that's what Todd was talking to me before the tournament. He's like, I've got this deck, and it's but it, it takes so much sequencing, and you have to play so fast, and you can't make any mistakes. And I was like, sounds cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's it's but a lot. it's 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 a lot, yeah. And I think the deck's really good. Uh, but uh, like we've been like we were saying, yeah, making sure that it's consistent enough for a, a thirteen round tournament is or fourteen, however long it's going to be, is is pretty important. And it's got really really strong game plans. Uh, but making sure that you're practiced enough and also yeah that they execute enough is is really important. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, I know. I in my little bit of testing against it because there's no no chance that I'm ever picking it up and thinking that I'm going to uh, learn it in time for even indie, right? Um, I, I have come across some things that I, you know, like I figured that, you know, Malamar with Manaphy should auto that deck, right? And it definitely doesn't. Um, also, <laughs> like... <laughs> The the Metacham plays that just are possible that just put you you know put you in a situation where you're going to lose the game because you don't get a turn in between are is absolutely stupid um, and I don't believe that there's any world that that many one of should ever be seen you know in a game consistently and yet it happens so I'm gonna completely agree with both of you guys like um, just in the sense that you know it may be a strong deck but uh, if you're not Robin's level then uh just, just don't pick it up. Just maybe learn how to play against it, but uh, just hope that you don't see it and don't try to play it. Not this late in the game, at least, you know. 
Look, I ain't gonna lie to you guys. I tried to put a two-two Dragapult line in. All right. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why? Just let Dragapult die, man. No, Look. no. Okay. <laughs> it's good. You need a two-two. You can do one-one. Uh, yeah, it's fine. If you prize see, it, you can unprize it. That's right. Yeah. That's true. That's true. See, I was like, it was last minute, and the reason I didn't play it at locals is because I didn't have all the pieces I need at the time. So <laughs> I guess I got lucky. Uh, Unfortunately. <laughs> but circling so, back to Arceus, um, oh Scott, do you have a question? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was gonna ask the same thing. Uh, I think I don't know. Um, I was gonna ask like, what do you think? Like, so. Uh, Henry had said that just straight Arceus and Teleon seems like the most consistent. Um, do you think that, you know, like the Arceus birds um, variation or even Whimsicott is going to make a big showing at EUIC or have people kind of, you know, let off of the tech attackers as strongly as before? Um, I think Whimsicott's a joke and <laughs> the deck shouldn't lose to it anyway. <laughs> um, especially the straight like water version because you have at, at least one Melanie and all like water energy and you can play around Whimsicott like pretty well like it's a bit annoying but it's not that bad um and then also the bird version I think Zapdos V in the deck is just terrible um unless you're factoring Gengar which like I guess if you want to that's fine because that, that matchup's a little bit volatile otherwise but Zapdos really just does absolutely nothing in the mirror and it's like a loose condition like 9 out of 10 times. Um, it just has like such low HP and doesn't do anything if they play Dunsparce. Like, you can knock off a double turbo, but that's kind of it. So I think that the if we're just talking about birds, then just the, the Moltres part on its own is quite decent. Um, I think that it still doesn't give you enough to actually comfortably beat Mew and you lose some consistency in the process of playing the Moltres. And I find it kind of doesn't do that much as much as you'd think in other matchups. Um, it's okay into things like Gengar, like decks that are a little bit more rigid. But if you're playing against Arceus with the Moltres, you you think that there's some scenarios where you can, you know, Fiery Wrath for 300 for a one-shot or something. That's like a bit of a myth, because if you are, then you probably still just lose on the following turn anyway. Like, it's really <laughs> unlikely to have the Moltres matter in that sense. Um, I think that the straight version is a little bit better. Your Mew matchup isn't quite as good, but... It's kind of similar anyway. Um, and when it comes to the Arceus, and Arceus version with birds that has a 2-2 Arceus, I think that deck does not work. And that is the end of my rant. Tord, any comment? <laughs> no, we'll leave it at that. I think that's fair. <laughs> that 2-2 Arceus doesn't work. <laughs> I, just I, mean... don't, I, don't, I don't understand. <laughs> Yeah, like it's every fun. time I try to play two two Arceus, I'm like I never see it until like third turn, and I'm like, yeah, I'm I, I'm losing anyhow right now. Like <laughs> I, I'm just now catching up, so it's fine. Um, yeah. What about Jolteon? Oh God. <laughs> uh, the good old oh, Marnie, the good old, good old Marnie, Pat and Praise, right? We yeah, love it. Yeah, it's so good. My Marnie, Pat, close your eyes, look away. Hope, uh, hope your opponent did not say KO when it's your turn again. <laughs> call your, call your mom, tell her to preheat the oven because you're about to be home in a minute. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, like Jolton has 300 HP. I mean, even if they can't kick the pad, like obviously me, uh, then uh, I mean they, they often are only like two cards away anywhere, right? Like belt attach, put down two tablets. That's a kill. I mean, it's can't be that hard. 
and like maybe maybe if you like play multiple dirge or something but i seen i seen mainly marnie in jolteon yeah. um but people don't really like to run the caps anyway so maybe maybe it's fine toward we gotta change them i guess you gotta win your fourth ic <laughs> Is that I get? It, it has to be why, why everyone is doing like the Marnie Pad thing because no one is bothering to put stadiums on the top of the deck anyway, right? So it's it's fine. <laughs> so it works out most of the time. Yeah. Well, for Perth, I mean, for Perth, I played um, one judge, one Marnie because I just refused to lose to my opponent playing Broden Phone, and I don't think the judge is particularly good because it feels like you kind of lose the game yourself whenever you play judge. But but yeah, you're the like, whole you're like... yeah, <laughs> you're breaking yourself pretty hard as well, right? So. Yeah, unless you play Drone Rotom to see what they put on the top oh and see their hand and decide whether I'm Marty or Judge. All right, all right, buddy. <laughs> oh, said you drone heard it here from the world champion himself. Uh, put Drone Rotom. Drone two of every deck. <laughs> so we're all in agreement that Jolteon's not a good deck, right? Yeah, it's like Todd said, the um, choice belt just kind of ruined a lot of things that had... 300 HP against me, like putting them one tablet, but also like a permanent tablet closer to a knockout was like really devastating beyond the whole path part of the game plan. Um, I will say the Jolteon is a pretty good Arceus and Talion matchup if it doesn't, if they don't play Manaphy. It's like actually quite favorable, but if they do play Manaphy, then it's really not. I mean, like the Jolteon, like another thing that's cool about Jolteon is that. It's really easy to play in that you usually can win in three attacks without uh, like straining your brain too much, you know? I can, you can usually attack three times and then it's more up to the opponent to find a way to stop you from winning again. But, uh, but decks definitely have ways of stopping that from working. Um, like especially with Manaphy right now, then like if you're playing Jolteon, you're hard counting on opponent not benching that thing because that's at least one more turn. Uh, that you need just to boss and kill it, right? And uh, like one whole extra turn in this format, that's that's pretty horrible on its own. Having to spend your supporter to kill it is also pretty bad, and not pressuring anything else. It's just it is it is bad if uh, if one has mana. You're basically banking on that, and um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's also not a deck I would feel comfortable running when. Fighting types are running uh, Amok because of Arcus being so popular as well. So I would uh, I would feel pretty uh, uncomfortable playing Jolteon uh, into almost anything. Either I'm Anafi or I'm Pat praying or like Marnie Pat praying. I uh, I'm not I'm not sure what what the game plan is. Like what what can you even hope to face? Right, you can hope to face Malamar. That's a good one, right? <laughs> oh yeah, that that that's like almost well, free. What do you actually want to play against? You don't want to play against Urshi, you don't want to play against Mew, uh, you don't want to play against Manaphy, so... Uh, it seems like a free matchup. Actually, that one is really hard, because you play so few basic energies, and yeah. they block the tools as well. Oh, so right. Yeah. It's like, it's actually, that one is actually really difficult, too, so... <laughs> <laughs> like, Whimsicott is not something you want to face, either. I, I, try, I try that one, like, randomly figure it out on ladder. Oh, you know what? That's, this matchup sucks. It's really hard. <laughs> Yeah, that one's brutal for sure. I don't even get that far to where the tool matter matters at all. I'm just trying to attach an energy, and I can't find my lightning energy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's brutal. Um, 
I don't know. Somehow it still does well in online tournaments. I I don't understand. (laughs) The only thing I can think of is like best of one cheese Marnie path. Like that's the only thing I can think of as to why it would do better. Like online tournaments, there is a trend in online tournaments where the decks that are like traditionally pretty easy to play with few options, right? In terms of gameplay, they do really well. So like Arcus Duraludan, they do really well. Uh, Jilton do really well. Like has one of the highest win rates on Play Limitless, I think. Um, but that, there's definitely like something in it, right? Like the easier deck is to play, then the higher win rate it will have like in general, just because, you know, then it's more about the overall power level of the deck than how how it's played again. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense too. So you don't think Arceus Duraludon is going to be any good in EUIC tour? You brought it up earlier. I wasn't going to say nothing. <laughs> but... I mean, it's it has a high power level. But uh, you also have almost no place. You attach an energy and then you attack, right? So you're very linear and you don't have a lot to do. The I guess like you have two things. I think it narrowed down to two things you can do. You can try to time your healing and you can try to time your boss. And other than that, the deck is playing you. You're not doing anything. Like you're announcing the attack and see how it goes, right? Like can you literally do anything else and put down boss and time your healing cards? Like can you tell me what other place you have in that deck? <laughs> No, no, I, that's, I, I that's can't it. think of anything. There, there's nothing, right? And you have two different attacks. You can, you can play a hyper potion, but then attach an attack, I guess. Like, I yeah, so you can attack, you can heal, and you can boss. So three things you can do. Like, that's I mean, it. All right, that makes for that an easy down. 14 rounds, though. Towards yeah, like, if you... <laughs> if you guys have ever been to, like, a carnival or a fair or something where they've got those, like, games with the moving clown heads and you put the ping pong ball in the... Mouth of the Clown. Maybe this is an Australian thing. No, okay. that's anyway, a, that's a thing out here too. <laughs> it got him. Yeah, okay. You put the ball in. You don't get to decide where it goes. That's what's like. It's like that's a diplomat. Torch said it very diplomatically. That deck, that deck sucks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can't say it. You can't say it out loud. Uh, that's not on the floaty cast. No, no see, Henry's not here. going. <laughs> Henry's not going to the EUIC. You could say it sucks. Towards like, no, I don't have play, to worry play, about play, losing play. to it at the tournament. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the deck has merits to it. Like, this is a deck I would definitely give to my mom, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's pretty strong. She she can't really mess up too hard with this one. <laughs> so do you uh, think it's about to, you know, take juniors by storm? Ooh, I mean, it definitely can. I wouldn't be surprised to see a mirror Duralud and Arcus final in juniors, not gonna lie. You guys are underestimating the juniors. <laughs> no, I know there's strong hey, juniors. There's we have one at our locals that bodies me consistently, but uh, you know, I mean, I don't think the stamina is there for a lot of those, you know, younger folks. So I think that something like Malamar or Arceus Duraladon or you know something like that might be the play for them. Just stamina speaking, right? Not not because they can't play as well, but mm. like yeah. even good monster players can struggle to overcome Marcus Duraludon if uh, that the deck draws well, right? So. It's yeah. not like it's not like a shot for the juniors. I'm just saying that percentage-wise, that deck has a pretty good chance of doing well. You know. Yeah, for mm. sure. Um, speaking of how, what was the final total at like for registration at uh for masters? I think for it was eight. like barely. I think it was like barely under eight hundred. So we actually don't get points for top two fifty six. I'm pretty sure I can double check. Wow, wow, oh, that's awful. Let's see, it's uh, 779. I think the kicker is 800. So we got 126 kicker, I think. Yeah, like top 126 getting points. 
That mm. feels terrible. I'm not going to lie to you. That almost feels as bad as the fact that like our indie is bigger than the last NAIC I went to at this point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's also true. Oh, that crazy. It's, it's nuts. Um... And the low, the low cap definitely feels feels pretty bad, especially with Bremen being able to host more players, and it's the same country, and it's just a few weeks after. Um, really? Yeah. See, like my def- my defense on the whole cap situation, because I don't know like European policy as far as COVID and stuff, is because I don't know Europeans' policy about COVID and stuff. So it was like I was like, well, I mean, the caps make sense. And the way like things are going because of like the COVID policy, but like if a regionals that's in the same country is going to be bigger than, yeah, it has a bigger cap at least. It might yeah. not be bigger, but it has a much bigger cap. That's ridiculous, though. Like EUIC should have, should be able to hit those, or should be allowed to hit those kind of numbers, or something like yes. that. Yes, I um, think it's partially to do with Pokan as well. I've I've heard like they need to dedicate extra space towards that. Oh. Um, that's what I've heard. I can't verify that, but it would make sense um, that they have to dedicate space towards that. And then also just, I guess, they have more things going on at an IC. Like, they have stream people, they have all of this. There's maybe at Bremen, they don't. It's also a convention center thing. Like, they want an IC to be in a accessible city for people to travel to, but by doing that, it increases the prices um, of the convention centers, and so they can afford less big spaces and it could, also, it could also be like they planned this one like way uh, more uh, in advance than what they did for Bremen Regionals, right? Like Bremen Regionals mm-hmm. was announced pretty late, especially like, compared to this international, right? So uh, they could have had like big changes in like the COVID situation updated heavily like the last few months, right? So right. Um, it could definitely be something to do with that as well. Like they planned Bremen after we already had more loose rules and less restrictions than uh, than when the IC was planned. So uh, I, I can definitely see that being a factor as well. Yeah, I don't know how big the venue is, but um, I mean, if that were the case, though, I would think that it would be somewhat similar to like our indie where it got capped out. So they just increased the cap. Like they just ex- expanded the space and increased the cap. Like, I feel like if that were the case and the rules became more loose, they would just, you know, reallocate some, you know, say, Oh, the cap is now whatever, couple hundred more, you know, not, not much because if they're limited by space they're limited by space, there's nothing they could do about it. But um, I think that if it were a rules getting loose situation, they would just, give more registration opportunities, right? Um, but they, they, did, they had two they, rounds, right? I mean, they did, they did actually do that. They added 150 more spots. So not a couple hundred, but like almost a couple hundred. Uh, so they, they did try, uh, but true. that seemed to be like the maximum of what they could do. And uh, like, obviously it wasn't enough for most people. Uh, still a ton of people missed registration here. And they all the three waves, they did 50 each time, were sold out in seconds, obviously, right? So. It reminded me so much of like the old opens that happen at Worlds. I know you guys don't know anything about that because you always call about the world. <laughs> You're talking to two legends in life. But, Yo, so the uh, open registration, I struggled, bro. Like, for I, I, us I, plebs, we'd have to like take the day off of work just so we can get it, and it's like gone in 36 seconds. So. <laughs> they're, they're, they're over here like, yo, they pay for me to get there, so like, I don't know your struggle. 
kidding. That's that's incredible. <laughs> I just realized as I was saying that, I just realized <laughs> that you two have probably never paid for an open in your life or registered for an open, and that makes have me you, sad. Have you guys played in an open? Aren't they on like day two? Or are they day three or the uh, the day three? No, the day two and three, I think. Yeah. Um so the the only worlds I've been to is twenty nineteen and twenty fourteen and they didn't have twenty fourteen at they didn't have it open then. Um I think it started the year after, actually. Yeah. Um and then they and then in twenty nineteen obviously they had it, but not get well, the chance we, we to know play. The, we know the story, Henry. <laughs> sadly, sadly did not get the chance to play, but Unfortunately, you couldn't make it. I, I get it. And, and open you're talking about like the side event at Worlds, right? Like yeah. the original event. It, thing? It's yeah. a side event. Yeah. To to you, yeah. it's a side event. To us, it was the only event that mattered. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 That's fair. That's fair. It was it, like it's big, right? It's it's yeah. much bigger than Worlds, like in attendance and stuff, right? So. Have you played? Have you played in one toward? No, I've been playing Worlds. <laughs> We're gonna, get, Scott. We're gonna get flamed asking these two if they played in an open. <laughs> gonna... You know, you just gotta keep, gotta keep people humble. You yeah, know? yeah. Stay humble, Henry. <laughs> well, I'll be honest. Often in Australia, because we didn't have that many tournaments for ages, people would be in the, in the lead for CP in a meaningful way because they played the open and not day two of Worlds because day two of Worlds didn't get any championship points. So for a long time, there was a lot of complaints about that down here, but. The end of the day, people got to suck it up. <laughs> you, know, you can trade off and play Day Two Worlds for for a bit of CP. How, yeah, because because the Open gave like regional level points, right? To top two hundred. I don't think yeah, it was everybody, it was, but uh, it was. Yeah, I think it was the same level. Like even if it capped or whatever the cap was at, I don't know what the cap was at for that. I've never played in an Open either, so I guess I played in Day Two Worlds. No, I'm just playing. I remember people were upset about uh, about that event giving points because, like, it, we, especially when we had like the snowball system, right? Then having points early, then you were you were snowballing like crazy, <laughs> so we could just farm all the stipends and uh, the trips and everything, and uh, like having having that CP lead was was really big and. Uh, especially when your biggest competition were playing day two of worlds anyway, right? So they could not right. get any points there. Um, so I remember people like being uh, being being upset about it. I don't think it made too much of a difference in North America. Um, no, nah, you guys have like twenty four regionals a season, so it shouldn't yeah, matter. Yeah, so but... like it just like everybody catches up that should deserves to be on top anyhow. But, um... but in Europe, when we have three events, especially Australia, same thing, right? So yeah. Then it, then it definitely matters a little bit more. Sounds like you guys need to go to American regionals. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, I actually registered for New Jersey regionals. Did you? I did, I did. I'll see you, you there, my man. Are you, are you allowed to play? Yeah, I am. I need to bring English cards, though. I can't bring my Oompa Loompa Norwegian cards. I'm kidding. We don't, we don't print them. Uh, but uh, I'll, I'll bring an English deck. Um, I'm not like 100% yet. Like it's between doing New Jersey, Vancouver, and the, or doing um, Lille, which is France, and the Bremen in Germany. Like they're in the same weekends. They crash, unfortunately. So I need to do either like the two Americans or the two Europeans. But I kind of want to do the two Americans. So I, I'm trying to register for like and, and see what I can actually register for. So I got I got Bremen and I got New Jersey so far. The, the other ones haven't opened yet. That's hype. Yeah, I was cool. under the impression that you could only play in your region 
I guess, you know, maybe that's just because who in the right mind is flying from uh, Norway animals. to America to play in New Jersey. But... <laughs> I mean, legitimate animals of this game, all right? <laughs> that is fair. No, you're allowed to play events anywhere in the world. Like the only events that are, event that is locked is actually worlds. Otherwise, you can you can play anything. Before, you weren't allowed to play more than uh, one national seeder. Uh, and you had to be like a resident somehow of that country. Uh, so if you had like uh, like two different passports, for example, you had to choose one mm. and play that nationals. But like since national is nothing anymore, you allowed to play internationals as you want and uh, stuff. Then like as long as it's not waltz, you can show up to everything if you are crazy enough. Well. There you go. Well, uh, uh, all your hope of ever winning New Jersey, Max Lowe, just went out the window. Guaranteed. Oh, no, I'm winning. I'm facing toward in the finals. I'm giving him these hands, all right? <laughs> all right. It's my destiny, all right? Don't, play, don't bring Dragapult. That can be difficult. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, I'm going to go ahead and say this, Tord. If my man makes it to the finals in New Jersey with Dragapult, you got to scoop to him because there's no, no reason don't, he No, 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 no. Don't scoop to me. Let, me. let me get it, all right? Let me... Let me like put some voodoo on your deck because that's what I've been doing all day to everybody. Completely breaking it. <laughs> I'll treat him to ice cream after, regardless of if he wins or not. I, I, I will give that. <laughs> Tord will be like, can we, can we talk outside? <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you playing <laughs> Dragapult and get to the fight? I'll be like, I just cheesed. All right, it's fine. I'm, I, I put on Marnie, I put on Pat, and the new players just, uh, they didn't get there, man. Yeah. And then every other matchup was all Malamar. He plays seven Malamars during the day. Yeah, that is how you win that matchup. Or You just, Mal you just play Malamar all the way to the final. Yeah. You just hit nine straight Malamars, go 9-0, and then hit five more, and then you're in top eight. And then from there, it doesn't matter. You're getting Twitter clout because you top eight it with Dragapult. So. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, oh so my what God. about Sanders, Sanders list, right? That that was his name, the control, the control list. Any yes, warrants yes. in that show oh, up? Yeah. I mean, there's will be one, hundred percent. Sanders <laughs> will be there. So, I mean, I think I'm joking, but like, it will be one, but it will re be relevant as well because he will be like camping the top tables and like, uh, what should I say? Like, yeah, bump anyone coming up to him down again. So. Like it will be, it will be a relevant part of this this tournament. Like more than likely, people yeah. don't care about control because there's only one guy that bothers to play it, right? So uh, I think will sit there. Alessandro will hop back on it. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Like when 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 Sander was like explaining the deck to Alessandro, like he was sitting there and he was just like, I don't know, man. I kind of don't like this. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> Like he was, he was still really unsure when, like, he went uh -huh. over his strategy with the deck. But maybe, maybe, maybe he's had some time to uh, to let let the whole thing sink in. Right. Maybe he's he's tired of Mew mirrors. He played Mew. I know he hated that too. So maybe, maybe he just switched anyway. I feel like people that play Mew play Mew even though they hate it because of how powerful it is. I haven't met a single person that enjoys playing Mew Mirror matches all day long. I do. <laughs> I just love. I playing, haven't met a real I just, person I just that love, enjoys. Playing I just Mew love Mirror. playing Pokemon. Okay, Mew Mirrors it don't matter. They're fun. Pokemon's here. fun. I yeah. I don't <laughs> even know how Sanders list works. So if I yeah, ever hit I, I didn't even list, know what thirty five percent of the deck did. So <laughs> he 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 would have had me stump. So with. 
this is the first EUIC or IC period back since the COVID um, pandemic happened. Uh, a lot of new players picked up the game over the pandemic. And I'm not sure how many of the new players actually got to sign up for EUIC. But if you guys, we'll start with Henry on this one. If you guys had one or two pieces of advice you could give to new players who are playing in their first big, big event, uh, what would that be? Henry, go first. Um, actually, a couple things, I guess. Uh, I think it gets said a lot. Um, and I know we've been talking about what decks are good and what decks aren't, and I've been slightly critical of, of certain ones. But I think at the end of the day, especially if you're new, you need to play something you're comfortable with because it doesn't matter the, the like optimal ceiling of your deck, like the power level or whatever. If you're not reaching it, then it doesn't matter what you're playing. So, like... Arceus Duraladon, like Todd said, played at 100% is going to be better than Arceus Intellion played at 70%, right? Like, you want to be playing whatever deck you're playing at its optimal capacity. And so that's really important. Um, and etiquette is really important. So making sure that you're doing everything like, I don't think above board's the right word, but making sure that everything's clear and clean and, and nothing's going wrong. Um, and then also avoid pairing this one Norwegian guy if you can. Um, that's like pretty helpful as far as your tournament run goes. Other than that, <laughs> I'm bad. What about you, Tord? Two pieces of advice for brand new players. First, yeah. avoid playing that Norwegian guy if you can. Yeah, don't don't play against him. He's kind of mean, actually. Like he <laughs> he looks at you funny. Um, other, other than that, you should be fine. Like, if you're really new, I mean, just just sleep up Arceus Trilodon. Then you will have a pretty easy time. Like, you will have played the ninth round, and you will not even be breaking a sweat. You'll be like, oh, chill. Someone want to play when we get back home? You'll be... <laughs> <laughs> you, you, will be you will be there, right? That will be your energy level. That will be your vibe that day. Um, nah, but like, for real, you, if you haven't played a big event before, then I like to tell people this, but uh, take care of yourself. Like do all the basic stuff you need to de do as a human. So you need uh, to hydrate, so you need water, you need to eat well, you need to sleep well. Uh, there's no point in playtesting and cramming the night before. It's not worth it. You can't find a new deck or a better car that's worth more to you than four hours extra of sleep. Just not doable. Those, those hours of sleep and rest and like mental fortitude is always worth a lot more to you. Um, even though it's common practice, I know it is, to sit in the hotel lobby all night trying to find the last uh, two cards you need in your list, it's uh, definitely not worth it. You can think of a tournament kind of like an exam, right? If you have done absolute jack for the last three months preparing for it, you can't fix it the last night. It's not doable. So at that point, you should just um, like take it as it is and pick something that you're comfortable with that you think you can play all right. I, like Henry said it as well. Like it's, I think, but I think it's really important to emphasize that uh, it's better for you to play a deck you like and that you think you can play fine than trying to play the best deck. Like it's, um, if, if you if you don't feel anything with the deck you're playing, then you're not putting in any sort of effort or concentration during your matches. And then there's not really a point because you will not have fun and you will not do well. Um, you can argue with me on that, but I, I think I think it's kind of a given that if you're 
if you're not feeling it at all, then it will be hard for you to to get there. Uh, there's no argument on that one. I agree 100%. You gotta didn't feel it, the deck. And then, didn't you change your deck choice at 3 a.m. before the last event, though? Me? Yeah. No, I was set on me for weeks. Okay. Like that no, was the thing uh, I did. No, that he... was the thing I didn't didn't do because the option was to like change my deck for for using the Rashifu deck again, right? Oh yeah. Which was which was the thing I've been like prepping, or, like making pretty recent up to the event. But Mew was the one I had put in hours and hours and weeks and weeks of testing in, right? So gotcha. That was that was me sticking to my principles of not changing deck and like keeping <laughs> keeping with my Mew deck again. <laughs> oh, that, okay, you, that makes sense. You try to catch me slipping. I didn't yeah, slip. No. No, no, no! No, no mistakes there. I, 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 I kept the deck yeah, I wanted. Like I have to. If I recommend this to everyone else, at least I have to stick to it myself. You know. Exactly. It would be silly if I picked up that deck went 0-3 drop right. That would just wouldn't feel right. So I, I had to stick with with the deck I, I knew, and I knew I would do reasonably well with. One hundred percent. And this one's for Henry since he's not going. Um, what? If you were going, what would you play right now? What's the um, 50? I, Arcus and Talion, for sure. Because like we've just been saying, like you want to play something you're comfortable with and enjoy. I've had a lot of people asking me, like, oh, what's wrong with Mew? Like, why aren't you playing it? Or they think that they're like, oh, how does your deck beat Mew? And I was like, I never said that it did. I just don't want to play Mew. Um, <laughs> and I just feel like I'm going to do better if I, again, I'm enjoying it. And also there's always the, like, you're actually playing Pokemon to have fun. Even at the end of the day, like, you know, you try and compete as high as I can. If I'm not enjoying it, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play really and I'm also not gonna play as well. Um so I would definitely play Arcus and Tally on the, the straight version. I feel like I have a pretty good matchup against most things. You can handle Mew, it's not the best, but it's um it's doable. Um yeah, there you go, Arcus and Talion. Hundred percent. Uh Tord, you can tell us too if you want or <laughs> I'm playing straight, straight to rant if the tournament was tomorrow. I'm going to mill them all. I can't wait. Crushing Hammer, Flip Catcher, Echo Horn. That's, that's it. That's it. Broken. Catch me milling them all. <laughs> I'm going to be watching on stream because I know you're going to get featured for it. But guys, this has been an absolute pleasure having both of you on. Um, Tord, we got to get you on for an actual like deep dive in your history if you ever want to do that. Hit me up later. Um, yeah, Henry, sure. it's been a, uh, it's good to have you back. Um, as I tell all of my guests, you're always welcome back on the pod, just not next week's. And now the floor is y'all's for shout outs or anything you got. Um, fight amongst yourselves. Who wants to go first? I don't care. Henry, go. Thought was telling me beforehand that he wants to do his shout outs first, so he can <laughs> do that. Oh, thank you, thank you. I'll shout out to. Nah. Um, you can find me on Twitter. I post uh, during my tournament trends and stuff. So if you're interested, I will try to keep you updated there. It's just my name. And uh, otherwise, I stream on TCG Park. You can catch me there as well. Uh, stream every day before UIC. But now it's only one day left, though. I live Wednesday. So um, I'll, you can catch me there. When you catch me when I get back home, TCG Park. And... Uh, and yeah, I do I do coaching if you want to go really in-depth in the game with me. Uh, you can find that link on my Twitter page as well. I, it's uh, on Metafy, so it's easy to book and stuff. Um, I will have a little bit of time next month again, so you can catch me there. Uh, same thing, you find me on Twitter. My handle is my name, but with a B instead of an H. Um, 
also stream on tw Twitch. This is getting awfully reminiscent of Torch uh, shoutouts. <laughs> you can find me on Twitch. <laughs> um, I don't stream very much, but I'm going to do a watch along for EUIC at least for a bit of it. So if you want to watch me say the decks are bad again, feel free to pop along. Um, and I also do do coaching. I have a couple uh, availabilities popping up in the next few weeks. So thanks for having us on. Hey, not a problem. Thank you guys for coming on. This was an absolute pleasure. I love doing meta forecasts. <laughs> They're so fun, man. Like, that's the dream. The dream of the Floaty Cast when we first started was doing these things. And we the talked about the very first Floaty Cast episode we ever did, the yeah. un unspeakable one, yeah, we don't, uh, we was a meta forecast. We don't speak about that. All right. We'll just forget about it. But we need to talk about some news. And I got a, I got some messages online uh, the other day, like when the pod was released, right when these cards were announced, um, that they were expecting us to do a gotcha, let's talk about these card reveals. And I was like, no, nah, bro, we recorded the pod like two days early. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so if there's any more card reveals, I'm sorry. I'm going to be watching the EUIC stream. Speaking of, there is a stream on Pokemon.com, uh, official stream for EUIC, who'd have thought. But the th biggest thing that got announced was the Trainer's Toolkit 2022 includes alternate art Lumineon V, ladies and gentlemen. It, it's fitting, right? The first one had the Dene GX. The full art, the greatest art of Dedenne GX, even though you hate it. Uh, the next one had Crobat V. So the new support Pokemon, when rotation happens, is going to be Lumineon V. Now, I have a theory about these uh, trainer toolkits, is that they come with all the basic uh, trainers and stuff you need. Yeah. I think we still don't have a reprint of Switch with the new legality block or Crushing Hammer or all the basic trainers that you normally get. I think these are going to have those in there with the new legal, the legal block. It would make sense. Uh, maybe. I mean, it could also be in Dark Phantasma, right? So it could be either in the no, main why set waste, or... No, why waste slots in the new set when you can just print them in a trainer's toolkit? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it I, be... I really hope we get it. It'd be really crappy for them to be like, English? They don't need Switch. <laughs> it's just been around since the very beginning. We don't need it. It's the most basic of basic item cards, right? Switch your Pokemon. You can't okay. have it. No. Pokeball, bro? No way. <laughs> bro, that's how I felt about when they got rid of Ultra Ball. Oh, I'm like, bro. yeah, there's no way they get rid of Ultra Ball. There's, they're going to reprint Ultra Ball. Ultra Ball comes out like, we're going to have like two weeks without Ultra Ball. And then they're like, nope, three years. And I'm like, what the fuck? You know what's funny? I will never play an NAIC without Ultra Ball. Because you know. Oh, because you, you last, Yeah. Last one was canceled, bro. I had Ultra Ball the one before that. That's crazy. I. It's like that. Really... It's, it's like the last two years just like don't exist, bro. Yeah. The, 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 the time between Ultra Ball in format just doesn't exist. I, um, I really want, and I'm not. I'm not saying that it's going to, as a matter of fact, I'm extremely doubtful that it's going to, but I really want like a reprint of the A specs in this, even though like expanded's not getting any love and stuff like that. But you know, if they're planning on going to a full season next 
next year and then there are expanded regionals like do you really want to expose the judges to writing computer search on 3000 energies again yeah i i honestly that wouldn't be bad either i didn't even think about expanded like throwing like expanded staples like versus seeker or the a specs all of them i mean they're already giving us dark patch guaranteed we get dark patch in it right Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. And then, like, you're getting Dark Patch. You're getting Ultra Ball on that thing, of course. But, uh, like, that, I, I'm not saying Quick Ball is going to get reprinted with the Block F thing. No, I don't think that'll happen. I think Quick Ball will rotate because we do have Ultra Ball. Um, but, like, the basic ones, like the Crushing yeah. Hammers and the the Energy Switch and the Escape switch, Rope 100%. Is, well, not, yeah, Escape Rope would be in there, but Escape Rope doesn't rotate. Yeah. Um, well, that's what I'm saying. All of the ones that are played more so than not. Yeah, and they'll be in like, there. So I, it's cool. I like that they do these trainer toolkits. I'm not a fan of the purple. I think the purple's kind of heinous looking, but it's uh, right. It wouldn't be if it had a yellow accent somewhere. Yeah. Not that I'm a Lakers fan, but those two colors go together real good. <laughs> they, they fit, but we don't like the Lakers here. I really wish that it had a V-Star marker in it, though. Does it not? It does not. It, According to what's inside on the side of the box, it has 150 cards, four booster packs, uh, 65 card sleeves, uh, which is a good number. I like. Uh, it says on the top. It says on the top. Look at the top. It says V Star Marker. Oh, okay. There All right. Go. So that uh that that breaking news news press is a uh, null and void. So it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. So the real news that we were getting talked about not getting. Uh, our thoughts on is Dark Phantasma has been revealed. And yes. Dark Phantasma brings about the most important Pokemon of the last three years. Hisuian Zorg V-Star. <sighs> is it a banger? Or is it not? Let me tell you. Hisuian Zorg V-Star evolves from Hisuian Zorg V. It has one attack for two colorless baleful, baleful curse, 50 times damage. This attack does 50 damage for each of your Pokemon that has any damage counters on it. So, if you are in standard, obviously, you have six Pokemon in play. If each one of those has at least 10 damage on it, just one damage counter, you're doing 300 damage for a... a cost of two colorless so you're doing 280 with a double turbo energy that's insane and it's yeah. v-star power phantom star you may use this ability during your turn discard your hand draw seven it's a free research if you haven't already used your v-star power that game you can only use one v-star power per game i think we're going to start getting into the territory here soon of multiple v-stars in one deck uh, very soon, actually. I think actually next set, we're going to start getting into that. So you can only use one V-Star power per game. Now, Scott Steckley, is this car, card busted or a Tier 1 deck immediately? Uh, I think so. It's just the best way to make it happen is really the, the key here, right? So uh, an important fact, right, is that you could hit 250 and then put a choice belt and still knock out other V-Stars, you know what I'm saying? So you don't have to maximize for the 300. 
Um, but it is fairly easy, right? Because we got the the bog coming out. Uh, we're just bog. Put, yeah. Yeah, it puts damage counters on any of your Pokemon. Yep, that you... Or any of your... Ben- when you put them on the bench, they get put 20 damage on it. Right, basics, I think, only. Um, yeah. There's also cards like this Gengar coming out. Uh, oh, yeah. So the Gengar <laughs> in the same set. Um, he has the ability Creeping Back, which is once during your turn, you may put this card from your discard pile onto your bench. If you do, put three damage counters on this Pokemon. So, worst case scenario, you could use the V-Star power, discard all of your Gengars, draw seven, and then put them all back on the bench, and that's 200 damage right there that Hisui and Zorark's doing. And then we have this Damage Pomp item card. Move up to two damage counters from one of your Pokemon to a your other Pokemon in any way you like, so you can do 250 immediately with this item. Because if yeah. you fill your bench up with Gengars, and then, like, I, I don't honestly, I don't recommend filling up your bench with Gengars because, like, you need support Pokemon and stuff like right, that. Right. But if they're in the discard, anyhow, because oh, yeah. people are playing Heavy Avery, right? Yeah. People are playing um, Collapse Stadium, right? So let's say you use his ability one or two times before. Now, for some reason, you got four in the discard, or you've just been saving it for this last swing. Yeah. Now you have the ability just with this item. I mean, like, essentially, it's a free Ultra Ball. It's almost egg worthy, right? It's not Uh, quite as good as Propagate, Propagation, Execute, but like, it's any Pokemon that comes back from the discard has proven to be useful, right? Giratina, Propagate, yeah, Gengar. They've they always find a way to be good. Hisui and Zorak V, we're going to talk about that a little bit. Hollow Swap for free. Uh, it's a free attack. Uh, you do 30 damage and then switch this Pokemon with one of your bench Pokemon. It's just a good, like, it's like Strafe on uh, Rapid Strike Urshifu, but for free, which is pretty good. And then Shadow Cyclone, move 130, move one energy from this Pokemon to one of your bench Pokemon. You're probably never doing that. Um, I think I think you're right. I think the trick is how are we going to build this deck? Like, what are we going right. to put in it? Because this is coming out in our August-September set, which is right on the cusp of rotation. So... Does Evo Incense rotate? Yeah. That's rough. Um, Not all we Ultra got Ball is Ultra Ball. <laughs> right. So you could Ultra Ball away two Gengars for the V-Star. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's how you're going to build it. Um... I think it's really good. I think it it will be a tier one deck, whether it's like Arceus, Hisuian, Zorg, V-Star, uh, whatever else comes out in the set, plus Hisuian, Zorg, V-Star. It's a normal, a colorless type. It's weak to fighting, which is weird because it's a ghost type too, but whatever. We don't, we don't fuck around with TCG logic. Uh, in my dreams, I dream of a world where this and Darkrai V-Star can pair together to be a deck. I'm, I'm, um, I'll, figure I don't think that I'll, I'll figure it out. I don't see why not, bro. It's a colorless Pokemon. <laughs> it's got... It can attach dark energies to it. Raihan! You said Raihan, bro! <laughs> yeah, just looking looking now, I'm not saying that it can't work, but looking at it now with like the other options that we have, I don't think it's the best way, you know? Oh, for sure. It's not the best way, bro, because you got Melanie that you can do to this. You got the new Grass Welder that you can put on this. You got Arceus <laughs> that yeah. you can use. There's other options. I don't know about pairing it with Arceus because it would feel really bad for everything to be weak against fighting. Yeah, that is true. And then you prize your Dunsparce, but who knows? Yeah. Um, Another notable card in this set, 
is the Radiant Gardevoir. Oh, you we have that? to talk about that, bro. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. So, first of all, amazing looking card, right? I love yeah. the, I really hope that we have the same hollow pattern coming to English. Yeah. And um, it's textured, like, you know, yeah. shining, you know, shining Pokemon. That's cool. Uh, Devotion Veil. Your, your Pokemon take 20 less damage from your opponent's Pokemon V's attacks. That can be kind of relevant. Now, the problem I have with this is that you can only have one of these in your deck. Uh, so what radiant Pokemon? We are going to come to a world where radiant Pokemon are going to be like V po or A specs, right? Right. You got to like you got to put one and one of your deck slots has to be a radiant Pokemon. I don't know if this is better than like Greninja. Uh, so far, I think that's the best one because it draws cards. Um, Halucha's up there too, depending on how much, good. how many V maxes are going to be played. Uh, Halucha is really good. But this one, I mean, taking 20 less damage from your opponent's Pokemon V's attacks is pretty good. I ain't gonna lie to you. like Especially because everybody's attaching double turbo, so now you're taking 40 less, right? Yeah. So, so I mean, something to consider. Put in the put in this uh, in the bank for sure. And I mean, you're it's never a, gonna use this attack. I never say never, bro. Okay, well, you're if you play a psychic likely. deck, Doing 70 uh, plus uh, psychic, 70 plus damage. This attack does 20 more damage for each energy attached to your opponent's active Pokemon. If it's Arceus, it's got three. It's doing 130 plus choice band. It's 160. I mean, it's, it's not bad, but for a psychic co double colorless, you're probably not doing this attack on a... Uh, ever. <laughs> but it's not not the worst thing you could do. I mean, it is a good you're out of options. Let me just swing with this, but it's uh since you're going to have it on your bench anyhow, right? But it's oh, yeah. not something that you want to be like yeah, yeah you, you're this not for game. Yeah, this is not your plan. If you're at this at this moment, it's a last ditch effort. Yeah, you're, you're okay uh, with that. You're really uh banking on something to go right. Uh, we also have to talk about, since we're talking about V Pokemon, is we have to talk about Gudra V-Star. This card immediately screams awful to me, but then looking more at it that I say it's awful, but some control slash stall player is going to break this card, and it's going to be the most annoying thing for the next two years. Hisui and Gudra V-Star for a water, metal, and a colorless. It does iron rollout for 200 damage. During your opponent's next turn, this Pokemon takes 80 less damage from an attack. 80 less. So it effectively, if you don't gust around it, turns its 270 HP into 350. Plus you're playing Gardevoir. Plus you're playing Gardevoir. Plus you're playing Lake Acuity. We'll get to that one in a second. Oh, no, we'll get to it now. Pokemon with water or fighting energy attached to them take 20 less damage from Pokemon uh, from your opponent's Pokemon's attacks. So now you're negging minus 120. So now you just turn your thing into 390 and then you go big charm and then you have this V-Star ability. You may use this ability during your turn. Heal all damage from this Pokemon. So you just yeah, this wipe. is definitely going to be the new like what what was that charcoal one the 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 fire deck that just basically just kept drawing fires and then healing itself and then drawing fires and healing itself the 
He's supposed to be a mining car, bro. What's his name? He's talking about Colossal? Colossal, yeah. This not, is the better version of that. Not really Colossal. Colossal. Was it Colossal? Yeah. yeah. This they, reminds they me of, like, Luke Metal or something. <laughs> Luke Metal's another good... Yeah, it's just <laughs> basically you have one Pokemon in the active. You're playing Kabu, so you could draw eight cards, and you just heal a million damage every turn and then you just I, keep I, I play like lucky ice pops and heal yeah. and hyper pot heal like this card is going to be like the bane of my existence i guarantee it you're going to see me at naic bro oh wait it comes out in august never mind you're going to see me at the first regionals of the new season round one playing against this guy and all my hair is gone all of it i'm pulling out the hairs of my beard at that point like ah. Uh. I know it's a win con to deck your opponent out, but when I see these things, I'm like, why? Why? I don't want to deal with it. The thing is, is like, that is its alternate win con, but this thing still does 200 damage, which yeah, is. Yeah, this thing sits like a truck. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> this thing's like, I'm going to fuck you up, and you ain't going to hit me back. Also, it's so depressed, man. I can't stand it. I mean,. If you were that hideous of a design, you'd be depressed too. Um, All right, let's well, talk about this oh, though, ahead. real quick. All right, so you remember that Gengar that I was telling you about earlier? Oh, dude, what Gengar? When? Yeah, yeah. So, do you see this last supporter on the page? Uh, if you could pronounce that for me, because we all know I can't pronounce things. A Rezu. A Rezu, right? What's that say? Uh, search your deck for up to three evolution Pokemon that don't have a rule box. Reveal them and put them into your hand and then shuffle your deck later. Yeah. Do you later. Remember... I mean, I'm just kidding. Just shuffle your deck. Not later. You remember, uh, you remember how I said that, you know, you could use the ability, discard, you know, four Gengars. Now you just search for three of them. Now that play is a whole hell of a lot more relevant. And you used research for turn. That's not bad. I don't like this card personally. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm saying if you're playing Hisui and Zoro, I guarantee this is a one of for that play specifically. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you could Just think about it. You're gonna go Luminian V for this. Draw three Gengars. One of them's already in the discard because you Ultra Balled it earlier. Get three Gengars. Use the ability. Discard three Gengars plus whatever. Draw seven. Bring back three Gengars. Use the item twice. Now you're hitting for 300 for game. But what about your backup attacker? There's You're hitting for 300 for game. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. We also have Iskan. Draw two. If your active Pokemon is Hisuian in its name, draw two more cards. You guys remember Coach Trainer from the tag team days that played something like this? Yeah. Um, It was good for a specific... This is probably fucking good in Hisui and Gudra. Let's be real here. Like, the more I think about it, you're just like, let me just draw four cards, heal a bunch I'd of I'd probably damage. still rather play Kabu, though, right? Maybe. No, because Kabu rotates. <laughs> oh, yeah, so this is great. <laughs> yeah, this is probably going in your Hisui and Gudra stall deck, all right? that Somebody's going to break, and I'm going to be really upset. And then the last card I do want to talk about is Hisui and Zorark, the baby form, the actual ghost. Uh, Hex of Ruin for free. At the end of your opponent's next turn, the defending Pokemon is knocked out. It's pretty good. I mean, you could switch out of that easy, 
But what makes this card really great in like a control deck is the fact that bring back with one psychic energy, choose one card from your discard pile, reveal it and put it into your hand. So this could be some sort of Zorark control deck, like with the Zorark that switches into other things. This could be something, there's something there for that too. Um, it's awesome. It's awesome. I just, like these yeah. cards are cool, man. I just like the idea that like you could stick something in the active after you get rid of all their switching options and then just knock them out. It just kill them. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For free. Like, oh, I don't have any energy. It's okay. It's like, all right, I've been in a pissing match with this guy. Hex of Ruin. <laughs> you suck, nerd. No, I'm just playing. But these cards are sick. Um, I do feel bad for Hisui and Gudra. It seems like it needs a pick-me-up. And this is the worst transition into Death Wish coffee ladies and gentlemen you guys got to get some death wish coffee i'm telling you man those long drives are going to be miserable but they won't be if you get some death wish coffee you can go over to deathwishcoffee.com they got your k-cups if you like that grinded beans whole beans it's the only coffee with a warning label you don't need any more introduction on this stuff and you can help us out by hitting the affiliate link in the show notes below Get some Death Wish coffee. And uh, that's it. That's all I got, man. I don't... Do you have anything else you wanted to talk about? Oh, one more news article. I don't know. Uh, it was announced today, this morning, that TPCI has... Uh, are to buy the Millennium Print Group. Uh, there's a whole statement on PokeBeach.com if you guys want to check that out. Um, I don't know what that means. Uh, so let me, let me just kind of break it down a little bit. Right. So, uh, agreement to, so the North Carolina millennium print group. So if I'm not mistaken, this is the print group that has been, yeah. So this is the print group that's been printing Pokemon since like the beginning. This is the print group that, you know, I told a story way back in the day about like, one of the guys I went to AIT with used to work for this thing. And he was like, yeah, they had all these sheets, blah, blah, blah. You know, this is the print group. So this basically means that Pokemon is buying the, the company that prints their cards. So they will be in full control. It won't be like a contracted thing. We'll be able to, they'll probably be able to save money um, by doing it this way because they own it, but they also can print at whim and don't need to negotiate contracts and things like that. So uh, if they wanted to print old sets, like, you know, a third printing or a fourth printing of old sets, they don't have to renegotiate a contract that they messed up on, you know? Um, oh, like, shit. <laughs> That's terrible. For So, like, for secondary market, that may be terrible, but it also may be great, right? Because it may mean that... Because uh, if I'm not mistaken, I mean, I haven't done zero research on this, so correct us if we're wrong, um, but I don't think any other card game owns its own manufacturer i think they're all contracted right so um it could mean that you know we get cheaper booster boxes or they're just profiting more off the same prices um, but it could also mean that they do like overprint sets that they realize are super popular so that we're not stuck in a situation where we're out of like evolving skies like we are now you know, that's still a super popular set to buy. And because of it, a lot of stores are having to charge more. Um, I've seen, you know, six, eight, nine dollar booster packs, which is 
insane, right? So that may be what they're trying to fight, but it We're also may be just a yeah. Oh, good thing I don't need nothing out of there, right? Um, good thing everything playable out of there is uh super cheap still because you know. Well, besides Jolteon V Max, that's like yeah, but yeah, but I mean, yeah, no, I mean, anyway, I mean so, this is cool. I think. I don't know. I I want to know. I want to know if that means that this company is no longer going to print the other card games that were printed in the same facility. Uh, it says up here, um, Millennium Print Group will continue to operate as a separate uh, autonomous organization, but will gain both investment and industry es- expertise from the Pokemon Company International. I don't. I don't know if that means that they're going to print other games. I don't know if they do already. I have no idea how this works. All I know is that they print cards. I buy cards. I play cards. Like, that's all I know. Like, <laughs> like, uh, like yeah, this I don't guy know right any... here. I don't know if this was printed by the Millennium Print Group, but you like that? It was not. Oh, you like that gem mint? Yeah, that's nice. Uh, that gem but yeah, mint, I mean, dent. when I... When I was there, they had like at least Magic the Gathering. So oh, okay. um, it'd be interesting to see if they continue to print or if they charge them more because now they own it. Because yeah. how else do you drive out your competitors than charging them more to print the same product? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. But good on Pokemon making moves for the trading card game. That's not PTCG Live. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> pow, pow, pow. <laughs> Pokemon notice us, please. <laughs> and on that note this has been episode 92 you know how we do scott this oh this is an episode of my birth year yeah and 92 baby anyway hit us with the plugs uh yeah so check us out on twitter at floatyk uh, one and also at Max Floaticast. I forgot my own Twitter handle there for a second. Uh, hit us up on Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash Floaticast. Uh, Max is over there streaming all the time. Just turn your notifications on. My man's going to be there um, at least a couple times during the week. Uh, check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash Floaticast. Uh, check out the Patreon. Um, that's that's it. Check out the Raichu that we didn't talk about. Just read it for yourself. It's pretty broken. Um, no, it's not. What are you talking about? Is this 220 for a Lightning Colorless? If you use your V Star power, RC is Bolton. What are you, what are you v- playing? What are you playing at him, bro? Bolton rotates. Whatever, RC is whatever I want. RC is Marie. How yeah. many how many stage ones we playing here, big dog? This card All sucks. Don't play Raichu V or Raichu, baby Raichu. Uh, quick announcement about streaming. Uh, my wife's going out of town on Wednesday, so I am off until Tuesday of the following week. She'll be back on Sunday. So from Thursday to Sunday, keep them notifications and bells hot because uh, we're we going to be doing some uh, uh, EUIC coverage of some sort. First uh, internet's back, so uh, we you know we got to talk about it. But... As Scott said, hit all the plugs. We will see you guys next time for episode 93 and a recap of the EUIC. Peace. Peace.